All right, let's move on to our next story. We do have on the line Advocate Lloyd Msipa, Secretary General of the newly formed People's Party. Advocate Msipa, good evening to you, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Um, exiled former G40 Minister Walter Mzimbi launches a new political party to challenge ED in Zimbabwe. Former Foreign Affairs and Tourism Minister Dr. Walter Mzimbi has been appointed interim leader of the newly formed People's Party. Dr. Mzimbi and a number of the former Mugabe allies are now living outside Zimbabwe, having fled the country following the removal of the late President Robert Mugabe from power in 2017. Do tell us, uh, can we confirm this, Advocate Msipa, that these are former ZANU members, or is this just a story making a story? Well, uh, these are former ministers that served in um President Mugabe's uh, government before uh, it was uh, uh, removed unconstitutionally. Uh, you've got Dr. Walter Zambi, you've got uh, Dr. Godfrey Gandawa, you've got Katsukwere, you've got uh, Professor Jonathan Moyo, and a few other public servants, uh, you know, uh, are in exile. All right. Is, so, this, just, um, yeah. is this to suggest that now ZANU has been divided or is effectively divided. It has its many who have been its inner core who are now fighting against it. No, uh, ZANU was never divided. ZANU was taken over by the military. Uh, if you remember, you know, to, uh, November 2017, uh, the unconstitutional removal of, of a sitting president, uh, which was Robert Mugabe. Uh, you know that upset the whole the whole system. It, it uh, you know it, it it accepts the constitutionalism. It does upset statecraft. Uh, it replaced uh, Robert Mugabe with a successor uh, at the instance of the military. So in essence, we have a military dictatorship in Harare, and uh, it's no longer the civilian government of which Zanu PF was. This is a military you know dictatorship that that took over. They are using the name Zanu PF. And in essence, it's a military dictatorship. Okay. You know, in Harare. Yeah. All right. That's that's a harsh characterization of situations because we do know that EDE, Emerson Dambuzo Mnangagwa, is not a military leader. To suggest that he is leading a military coup or he led a military coup, uh, it's not actually accurate now, is it? It is 100% accurate. I mean, look, uh, this is the same man who led uh, uh, the Gukura Hundi massacre as, as the intelligence chief. I mean, he's a, he's, an army, he's a military trained man, so I don't see how you can say he's not a military man. Putting on a suit does not make you a civilian. You still got the mind and thinking of a military man. And in cahoots with the military guys, the Chiwengas and so on, they, you know, uprooted the, you know, a constitutional government in Harare. So he is a military man. We have got a military dictatorship in Harare. It is not a civilian government. We had a civilian government before, yes, but the excesses of Robert Mugabe overstaying and all the issues that were coming in, the problems, the economic issues, but nothing justified the unconstitutional removal of a sitting president because we literally, as a country, jumped from the frying pan into the fire. And now we're sitting with a military dictatorship that has no respect for elections, there's no respect for basic freedoms, and uh, people are being told to march on. And because of that, things are worse than what they are. We've got 40% of our population that has literally been out, you know, 
poured into the region, you know, because of what's happening in Zimbabwe. So in South Africa, where you are, are, every third person you speak to is probably a Zimbabwean, just because of what's happening in Harare. And it became much worse when the military took over. So you cannot say, you know, it, it's not a military. It is a military. These are military guys in suits, from the, Oma, from, the, from the Minister of Foreign Affairs all the way to the Vice President. All of them are military men. Okay, so let me see if I follow your logic well. In our country, almost all of our heads of state were trained militarily and they have led in one fashion or the other. Okay, almost all, because Mbeki did not, especially the most famous one, Mandela. Are you therefore suggesting that our government was never a civilian government because he was trained and he led him into a siege? No, 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 you no, you're, you're not getting me. Did they take off the uniform before or after they got into power? The point is they wore a uniform at some point. The and point, we're, right now the, we're talking the point about... Is, the yeah. point is they used the office of the military to take power. And once they were in power, they took off the uniform. Those are two different scenarios. If they were in the military, in America we got a lot of military men who serve in the military, eventually leave the military, leave civilian life, and then they go into government. That's a different scenario. In this instance, military men in military fatigue took over government and then removed their uniforms after. That's a completely different scenario. You cannot compare the two. So you're suggesting that he is a military man because at some point he wore a military uniform? <laughs> I am saying, in all, for all terms and purposes, we've got a military dictatorship in Harare. And because of that, Zimbabwe is worse than what it was under civilian government because constitutionalism and statecraft were upset by the November 2017. But we're contaminating history now. We're revising history, Advocate. We're not, revi- we're not revising uh, let, let's, let's go back. Let's go back you, to what you, happened. You, you are listening to what Harari is saying. We, I'm telling you what's on fire. What's no, sure. No, sure. Case. You can yeah. talk us through the actual history, but let's go back to what we know, and then you can correct it if you believe it is not revisionism. First and foremost, mm-hmm. we do know that uh, it is correct to say that a former President uh, uh, Mugabe was removed by the military. That is correct. But yes, uh, they they placed thank a man who was not a member of the military. Uh, he uh, he right. was not donning a uniform at the time. He was not in any rank in but, the military at the time. Who put him in the who, who put him in this in the place? Uh, it is the voters. It is the voters. We remember Ed was voted into office during elections. Ed the day he was chased away from government. The following day he was in South Africa. Remember? Yes. And then the motion for the coup began with the military, first and foremost, going to close off the presidential guard. Yes. They condoed up every police station in Zimbabwe. At the same time, you had the war veterans ordered the people of Zimbabwe with some propaganda uh, uh, nonsense that this is a people's revolution. Everybody go onto the street. And because people were tired of Mugabe, they were deceived. That, that was the deception. You know, we, we, they were, you know, Everybody, even here in London, America, everywhere, people um, converged and they were told this is a new dispensation. But in essence, this was not a new dispensation. This was uh, an exercise in self-preservation. That is why there's all of this debate that was a coup, which was not a coup. But in essence, it was a coup. The people of Zimbabwe were literally used what uh, my... Uh, what. Um, uh, Patrick Joao refers to as Kuiti Squad. That is essentially what happened. 
the but people you, of Zimbabwe were deceived. Help me understand, Advocate Msipo. This was a military coup. Are you, are you therefore yes, suggesting that those elections that put E.D. Emerson Dambudzo Mnangagwa into power were not were the a farce? El- the, the, the election happened a year later, yeah, after a solid year of riding on the military coup. The elections were an attempt to regularize what was already an illegality and unconstitutionality. You cannot start from an illegal point and legalize something in the process. The fact that it came into power illegally, it, it, it moves on. So the elections in themselves, in essence, could not have been illegal, could not have been legal because the way he ascended to power was illegal. It was unconstitutional. Okay. There it is. That's what it is. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. We're in conversation with Advocate Lloyd Msipo, Secretary General of the newly formed People's Party. Very interesting coming out from the party. Well, the lines are open, by the way. 0891 Let's go to Port Elizabeth. We do have Ngonde on the line. Dogu, good evening. Bye, to you, Go ahead, go ahead, sir. I do know a number of my friends in Zimbabwe, starting with Abraham Duru back in 1992, uh, qualified actuary when he passed on, political economist who is alive, Shona Guide, friend of mine, uh, Vincent Musewe, you know, from Zimbabwe, and all mention others. My point is, nice name, People's Party. I want to guess to square some circles for me. I remain confused. Mm-hmm. During Gomo's dream as a leader of Zapu, Mugabe yes. being the leader of ZANU, and then they yes. formed this patriotic front together, um, mm-hmm. Matabele land, a number of, um, you know, Gomo's people there were massacred, you know, presumably by some people from North Korea. I don't know whether it was Kim Jong-un's father, Kim Jong-il, I don't know. Your guests can square that up. And then this thing whereby Emerson Dambuzo you know, was sweeping up. We've got that Shona name that you just mentioned. So all I'm saying now, during all of this read, yes, during all of this read now, your guest and some of the former ministers were part and parcel of the Mugabe regime. Right? Question. Hold on, hold on, hold on, advocate. Let me finish and then you can respond. When did they get him and the other members their Damascus moment? What was the reason that broke the proverbial camel's back? Do they think mm. that the people in Zimbabwe will vote for them because they've got a new value proposition? Got it. Man. Thank let you very me, much. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me help you with Thanks that. Uh, sorry, what's his, na- what's his name? It's Nonde. His what? name is Nonde. Nonde. Let me help you with that. The generation of leaders that are in exile in South Africa are a different generation from the guys that <clears throat> were, <clears throat> excuse me, were there with Mugabe since 1980. And th- these guys joined the government way, way after all those things that happened, Kukurahundi and so on. These are young people that are in their 50s that joined the, uh, Mugabe's government uh, in the 90s. So they, they, they were no, in no way complicit in any of those things. So... Robert Mugabe lived to a ripe old age of about what, 94, and by the time he he passed on, or by the time he was taken from um, removed from power by the military, he had 
brought in at least three generations into his government. So these are people who were not anywhere near Gukurahundi who were not involved. But guess what? Who was there? Emerson Mnangagwa was there. He's the person who was the intelligence guru during Gukurahundi. He is the one who was directly involved uh, with the North Korean um, um, 5th Brigade that uh, you know went and massacred people in Matebelelands. So these guys are clean. There is, no, there is no connection whatsoever. So we should not revise history in that particular way. Um, the People's Party, well, he mentioned Vincent Vince, Vince Musewe and a lot of weapons to his friends. And uh, Vincent Musewe is actually our economic secretary. That's how much the People's Party has penetrated into Zimbabwe. That's how much Zimbabweans have received uh, the, the People's Party. Because remember, since the formation of um, the MDC in 1999, um, there's been a two horse, two players in uh, in Zimbabwean uh, politics. So since 1999, you've had this super, supremacy battle between Zanu PF and MDC. The Constitutional Review in 2000, um, the 2000 election, which was won the first round by um, um, Changrai, and then the second round uh, by uh, by Zanu PF, and then you know, and then you ended up with the broker the, the, with the Tabombeki. Uh, government of national unity come to 2018 we have the same thing again uh, a legitimacy crisis uh, an election that ca- cannot produce an outside leader so our argument as a people's uh, party is that look history has told us that we cannot continue to rely on this seesaw of you know power between the mdc and zano pf we need a game changer we need a third force and our coming into the matrix is actually informed by a survey, proper research that uh, went into Zimbabwe over the last two years that says in Zimbabwe not only have the politics failed, but there is a vacuum for a third force, which can be, which is the game changer that is needed in Zimbabwe. Zano PF approaches the people of Zimbabwe with a sense of entitlement. It's a liberation war party. But the people of Zimbabwe have said, no, look, we are tired of the liberator who has become the oppressor. We want to liberate ourselves. So they cease to be relevant anymore. The MDC is a labor-based party, but we don't have any formal employment anymore, formal structures anymore, formal work uh, is gone. So they're no longer relevant. The workers' party is no longer relevant. The People's Party is picking up agency based on that. So the fight between the MDC and ZANU-PF has resulted in the emptying of our people from Zimbabwe into the region. 40% of our people are in the region looking for work, running from economic persecution, political persecution. So what eventually happens, we have elections happening in Harare with less than 50% of the citizens. All right. In South Africa and anywhere else, have been disenfranchised. Please, so please, allow me to just... Yeah. Please, let me just, just take two voice notes for you and then I'll give you the opportunity to respond um, when okay. we come back from, from the news. It's important that we take just a few voice notes because they're piling up now. Uh, let's go to the first okay. one, Phineas. Good evening, Diana. You're talking to Vincent here in Ordinal Service. Look, now, I think that it will be proper for your guest with his new political party to work together with other opposition parties in Zimbabwe. Because otherwise, if they don't do that, there's no way that they're going to have any opportunity 
of uh, unseating the sitting government. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you very much. Play the second one, please. Uh, good evening, Naye. Uh, I would like to congratulate Uwabangonde uh, for the point he raised against uh, uh, Advocate Mzembe. Uh, this is the same thing, same crew. Same crew. He's just trying to hide that uh, this is another crew so that people will we will turn against the, 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 the other opposite part we support and we support him. No, we are not going to do that. We are not going to do that. As you can see, everyone is struggling in Zimbabwe. What is it that which they, 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 they can fix now, which they failed to fix while they were still uh, driving the country with the former president, Mugabe? Um, There's nothing new on, in Zimbabwe which they, they, they must... They, they just want... These are the angry people who were chased from the plate, and now they are chasing the plate back. They want to eat only. We don't care about that one. Ask him a question. Does he agree that uh, this fake ZANU-PF, which he calls fake, fake ZANU-PF of him, which is the, the lost elections against the Chamisa? One question. Second question uh, to, 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 to Mr. Mzembe. Uh, I, I can just put it among all. Uh, is if, if someone is being chased away from the party is is it possible that council he can come and join and being a leader uh, what we understand uh, was chased away from the party he was not a party member that's why i can agree with mr mzembe that that is not zanu pf is a military which is ruling zimbabwe using zanu pf name because Mnangagwa was no longer a member of ZANU-PF. Thank you. All right. Um, Advocate Msipa, I'm going to take the news and come back and I'll give you an opportunity to respond to the two of these points. All right? No worries, mate. Uh, All right. Thank you very much. It's 11 o'clock. It's time for the final bulletin for today with Zoli Kakodash. Hashtag SAFM Headspace. You are most welcome back. Thank you very much for still staying tuned to the Headspace here on SFM, leading the conversation. My name is Naye Lupondwana. We are together until midnight. This is the second of the two hours of the Headspace. Travel safely and please arrive alive. Thank you very much to Zoleka Godasha. That was the final bulletin for today. Before we went to the news, we were concluding our conversation with our guest advocate Lloyd Msipa, Secretary General of the newly formed People's Party in Zimbabwe. And you heard some of the points raised by the people in the voice notes. And before we go to those, I'd like you to respond to what uh, Ngonde was saying. He's asking a very simple question, Advocate Msipa, which I'm hoping you can respond to directly because we have these two voice notes that I'd like you to respond to as well. He asked... Mm -hmm. If we are admitting that the majority of the people who are forming the leadership of the new political party were former ZANU members or actual ZANU members, if you put it, these are people who made no efforts, such as the military, made no efforts to oust former President Robert Mugabe in spite of this uh, now new revelation you're bringing that they did not like some of the things that he did. And his simple question is, when did they have this Damascus experience? When did they see a need for a different leader? Because they had no actions. The only people who acted 
is the military. If you're saying that now these actually, leaders actually, did not see, uh, when did they have this Damascus experience? I think I'm quoting him verbatim. Go ahead. Right. Uh, you remember when um, the military staged the coup uh, in November 2017? ZANU-PF was due to go to a Congress a month later. And uh, Robert Mugabe had himself indicated that he was stepping down. And uh, the people themselves would choose their successor. But those were his words. The people would choose his successor. So this is not, this is what these guys did not want, the military. They did not want a successor chosen by the people. Because the successor chosen by the people would have probably gone back to them, you know, and taken the, remember, Emerson Munanga was already out of the country. But can we agree so, that, Advocate Msipa, that right. your, your, your yes. colleagues did nothing? Yes. You're talking about what is anticipated no, 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 no. to have what happened. I'm saying, what I'm saying is Donald PF was now going towards Congress by the time the military coup took place. The military coup took place in November 2017. Correct. The Congress was in December. Yeah? It was an elective Congress. That is when they were due to replace Robert Mugabe. But before so then, before, by, 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 by staging the coup, they upset the, 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 that, that constitutionalism, the process of what, what at the time what we call the succession process. So one cannot say uh, then the military staged the coup. Robert Mugabe himself had got to a point where he said he will let the people choose a successor. But that so still doesn't answer the question there, Advocate Mseep. They, did, they didn't do anything. The, yeah. Did they do anything, Advocate Mseep? Did they do anything? You're telling us what you're saying were, were their intentions, and we all know the adage about the road to hell being, any, being paid with good intentions. In this instance, if we were going to the Congress, so something was going to happen. So, and the court took place. But we don't know so that, that, Advocate Mseep. That's what you're telling us. Well, so, I'm, I'm glad you're saying that. We don't know that because if the coup had not taken place, we're going to go to Congress. And yes. then the outcome would have been seen. So we don't know a, that. You know, chicken and, it's a chicken and egg situation here. No. I know that. No. I know that. Let's talk about what we do. Let's talk about what... I know that. Let us talk about what is actual fact. Remember, the, issue, the succession issue had, had actually heated up in Dano PF. Remember the factions that were coming out of... of um, Dano PF, we had uh, some names like La Costa, we had names like uh, uh, G40, we had names like uh, um, Juru Faction. All these were internal power struggles within Dano PF. Yeah, sure, it was sure. A struggle, a struggle within the struggle. So it's, it's, it's these competing interests that um, were going to present themselves to the people at Congress. But then this other faction, which is La Costa, which is Emerson Mnangagwa, which is the military, realized that in a proper democratic process or ballot at Congress, they will not win. So instead, they chose to take over the country militarily. Advocate Msipa, I keep on reiterating this point because I'm hoping that you will remember that we're dealing with what is fact, what is not what is fiction. Yes. What, what, what is fact? is that by the time uh, of November 2017, or even the year before and the year before, there were three competing narratives in ZANU-PF, all of them due to be settled at Congress. Can we set aside the narratives and talk about the actual history? We have no actual, evidence, no actual, history the of them history, doing or saying if you, anything. If you go into the history, the actual history identifies a G40 faction, 
Yeah. The electoral history identifies a Lacosta faction. Yeah. The electoral history identifies a Mojuro faction. Yeah. So these three competing uh, groups within ZANOPF were due to settle who takes over at Congress, which was a month after the coup. Now, can we, so can, can yeah. for, for example, we know that your current leader is a member of that G40. Can we agree that they have not issued any statement or have done anything to demonstrate their dissatisfaction with the president or the then president, uh, Robert Mugabe? No, 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 no. Let, let me, let me, let me. Sorry, you, you're saying what is it before or now? The former what president, Robert Mugabe. Remember, that what we're trying to contend with is the fact of how you claim to be the uh, the new messiahs, and yet um, you had no example of a Damascus experience, as uh, Dogo let, suggested. Let me, let, me, let me help you with that. Do help. Go ahead. We, we have we have Doctor Wadham Zambi. Yeah. We have Doctor Godfrey Gandawa. Mm-hmm. We have Professor Jonathan Moyo. We have Sevia Kasukuere. Uh, you have uh, Patrick Joao and a whole lot of other public officials. Yes, Tapiwa Matangadize. Yes, we literally had to run for the, yeah. they, they ran for their lives from Zimbabwe into into the region. Yeah, do you understand that? They get they get into the region. The first thing you do when you get to a foreign country, you need to set yourself up with a family, whatever happens and so on. Fast forward to today. They are, they are setting up a political party in order to contest the legitimacy of Emerson Monangakwa. Okay. And okay. guess what happens? They wake up the next morning. There is a law that says we need to we need to wrap up our cannot, conversation. Cannot, hello. I was I yeah. was I was really hoping that you'd give us an actual history, but now you're talking about what is dreamed and what was no, no, to no, no, happen. No, 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 no. I'm telling but you we the have, actual history. You, you, you want to put words into my mouth. No, I'm advocate. You, I need you to tell me if place, there has the ever been anything place, that happened. Was, in, before, before, we're talking about a man that is now late. We're talking about yes. during his time, before the four, yes. was, was it the 14th of November? Before November. Before did we, 2017, yeah, 14th of November, yes. Yeah, did we see anything done by the G40 guys and girls or men and women? Did we see anything done by them to demonstrate that they actually have changed now? They don't like the, what happened the, in Ramadzina or Kukurahundi or any of the things the, that were done. Let me, get your, let me get your timeline correct here. At what point are you saying did they say or do during Mugabe's tenure or post Mugabe's tenure? Right up until the, the November, right up until he was removed right by the military. Right up until November, yes. uh, the discussions, debates, and everything else was, was happening within ZANOPF. The civilian-led yeah. uh, PF. Yeah, that's what, the that, succession issue. That's the exactly what I'm talking about. It did not start a year ago or the year before. Yeah. It's been raging on for some time. Okay. And the issue was who was to succeed Robert Mugabe. All right. And Let, let's leave it right the there. Time our our went, time is up. Yeah. Perhaps we might invite you again to, to get a, a few appropriations of our history here. Uh, but I do appreciate <laughs> the fact that you really, you really are d- devoted to your party. All the best. We'll probably invite you again next week and then we can have more conversations about this. Advocate Mr. Thank you. One, can I say one last thing before my, you? Go? My time is really up. I've given you more than the time no, that okay. I should have, Advocate. But no, I do no, promise no, that no, we'll make time much, to invite yeah. you again. We will invite you again. We do have love for our countries and our neighbors. It's 15 <laughs> minutes now after 11. It's time for us to move on to our next conversation. Stand by.